0: Hello fellow entrepreneur, welcome to the Spiritualpreneur Podcast, your go-to podcast for business coaching with a spiritual twist. I'm your host, Haley Kay, energy healer and intuitive business coach on a mission to get you ridiculously excited about driving your business forward. Being a spiritual business owner brings unique challenges that you probably didn't encounter in the traditional nine to five, selling yourself and your gifts, letting go of control, trusting in the universe and believing in yourself and your inevitable success. You have valuable gifts to share, and I want to help you use them to create the business of your dreams. We're about to embark on a life-changing journey of spirituality, business, and expansion. So let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Spiritual Printer Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Kay. And in this episode, I am very excited to introduce the amazing Jennifer Jade. Jennifer Jade is an internationally two time best selling and multiple award winning author, international speaker, and worldwide alignment coach for aspiring and existing entrepreneurs who desire to align their source of income with their sense of purpose. She's been featured in notable magazines, interviews, and podcasts internationally, appeared on television in both Canada and the US, and spoken in front of many captivated audiences. She's also the host of the Soul Adventurer podcast, which I highly recommend you check out, which has ranked top 20 on Apple Podcasts in the highly competitive self-help category. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode. Jen has been such a huge, huge inspiration in my life, an invaluable mentor, and I'm so honored that she took the time to create this episode with me and allow me to learn more about her through her human design chart. And I'm so excited for you to dive in.
1: Hi, Jen. Hi, Haley. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. Thanks for having me here today. I'm so glad you came. I've been so, let me just
0: say, I've been so excited about this. I'm looking forward to it. I think we planned it a few weeks ago and I'm just so happy you said yes and you're joining me here today. Me Um, too. So let's just jump right in. Let's just get started. So Just to give everyone kind of a background, how I know Jen, Um, I followed Jen for a long time before the universe finally gave me, I felt like they pushed, it pushed me off the ledge almost to work with her. I was going to go to the Hawaii retreat in November, 2019. Was it that, yeah, that long ago and I couldn't go because of work. And so then we ended up coaching together, doing one-on-one coaching And then I joined the Awakener program and I haven't stopped. I keep going back. I think I'm on my third round now.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. We're just finishing it up actually. I
1: think tomorrow's
0: week 12. So um, it's been amazing. I'm so, it's such cool timing that this is happening too. And uh, yeah. So Jen and I have been working together for a while now, and so I really wanted to have her on because I really wanted to showcase her. She's amazing. She does so many amazing things. She's helped so many people. So many of the people actually I've had on the podcast and have done interviews with were Awakeners as well and worked with you as well. So what you're doing is just so amazing. And when I jump into your human design, you'll see why. We're going to talk about all Jen's really cool human design. uh, Oh, wow.
1: I'm so excited.
0: Yay. (laughs) So was there, what would you like to talk about today? Do you want to talk about The Awakener? Do you want to talk about
1: coaching? Yeah, I I guess you've mentioned it a couple of times now. So in case anyone's curious, we could share a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So I guess how it all started was I used to, um, I used to work in finance. I was a mortgage broker and I started really young. I think I was full commission, hundred percent by just before my 22nd birthday and I just was in this big rush to check off all the boxes and be quote successful and race to the top of the mountain because then I thought then I can finally relax you know then I can finally be happy and kick my feet up and enjoy my life And so I did that. I got married. I bought a house, got the career going, got my little convertible car, a little fur baby. And by the time I was 25, I was like, okay, you know, I I just worked my buns off all through school, straight days, all that stuff, you know, and, and I have arrived, you know, I've checked off all the boxes and, and I was just kind of waiting for the clouds to part and the light to pour upon me that I can finally just chill out, you know, and be happy. And it was alarming to realize that I was maybe the most unhappiest I'd ever been. So I thought... Okay, then I just need to uh, increase my income, I just need to make more money. Once I'm, once I'm a really successful mortgage broker, then I'll be happy, then I'll really be able to relax when I've got like a nice chunk of savings in the bank and my credit cards are paid off and my, you know, I can start making chunks on my mortgage, then I'll be happy, then I'll be happy. So I started doing that. I started doubling down on how much I was working. I went to all these network events. I started my own networking group for people and and started making more and more money and started drifting even further and further and further away from feeling happy. There was just something missing. Sure, I was going on trips, I was going to new places, I went to New York for the first time with my girlfriend, I fell in love with New York, I could go shopping over in Vancouver and concerts, and I could do stuff like that, but it didn't fill me up, you know what I mean? It was fun at the time, and then it was over, and when my head hit the pillow, I was still unfulfilled, so that was really starting to weigh on me. Uh, another year went by, doing the same thing Monday to Friday, living for the weekend. Can't wait for it to be Friday. Enjoy Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm bummed out because I know it's going to be Monday tomorrow. And then around uh, a few years after that, so now heading into my you know mid to late 20s, um, one of my family members was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And he was given one year to live and he, he fought for, he fought really hard for 10 months and then uh, he did pass on. And I, that was my first front row seat to loss and dying young. So he was, he was 42 years old. I was going to say 41, but he had turned 42 Um, And I thought, holy crap, you know, this like this idea of mine to just work really hard and just live for the weekends and, you know, race to retirement and just see how much I can amass financially so that I can retire comfortable and then I'll be happy. Maybe that's not such a good plan after all, because no one ever guaranteed me that I was even going to live to see my retirement years. And I had just had that example put right in front of me um, in my own personal life. So I wanted to start enjoying my life now. I wanted to find out what would be like to actually love what I do so that it doesn't even feel like work, so that I would actually Monday to Friday enjoy my life and not just on weekends. So one thing that I did want to do when I was younger, um, even up till I was 18, I wanted to be a photographer And, you know, you're going to have your own huge inner doubts about that, especially when you think success is working in finance or being a doctor or lawyer, you know, one of those things. And so the idea of being a photographer was like, I don't know, a friend told me to have fun being broke for the rest of my life. And another family member said, don't quit your day job. And I already didn't have any confidence in those abilities anyway, and, and low self-esteem and, and huge amounts of self-doubt. So I didn't go down that path at that time, but now I was starting to wonder what, what could be possible if at least I tried. So while I was kind of feeling like I was going to wind things up in finance, I started in my own time working with mentors in photography. I got myself a a digital camera, Uh, my first one, my first digital SLR was a Canon Rebel. And I started taking courses, workshops, shadowing other photographers, doing whatever I could do to learn as much as possible in the the condensed window of time. And then 18 months later, I became a full-time destination wedding photographer. And I will never forget ever, ever, ever the first ever wedding I photographed. It was 15 hours of physical work, like up and down and climbing and laying down and side to side and sweating and packing gear around and not eating and not peeing and not anything. And I loved it. It felt like five minutes to me. It felt like I was in some weird zone, some blissful place I had never experienced before. And I thought, holy crap, people get paid to do this, to have this much fun. I I couldn't believe it. And so I really wanted to go into the the wedding side of things. And then my first full-time season as a wedding photographer, like that's it. I don't have to go to my finance job anymore. One of the best one of the best seasons memories of my life um, because it was the first time, right? You know, those things that you do the first time and it's just so special. My first full-time wedding season was like, I was just high on life. It was, it was that kind of pinch me type of, is this real? Is this my real life? Is this too good to be true type of feeling? So I continued that for a few years and I did well. I continued to work with mentors Um, I continued to push myself and and I started being published in magazines and winning awards and things like that. But a few years in, I started getting this weird tap on the shoulder that I would be moving on from photography. And that didn't feel so good. Here's the clues. It felt like discontentment at first, like, oh, I don't know that I'm really in love with this photography thing as I once was. Um, wasn't the photography itself. I still love photography. I still have a camera. It was the business side. It was being a photographer, like having that be my business. Um, It was just starting to feel like it was getting old, um, not feeling fulfilling, not feeling inspiring anymore. So it started as discontentment. And then it kind of slides down the hill from there, you know, like the longer you kind of keep going and trying to force things. Um, So I started working with a life coach for the first time in my life, I didn't even know how I felt about life coaches is this legit is this stupid I don't know. I didn't know, but I thought you know what I'm willing to try, I start working with a life coach. Um, We worked on so many things. Like it wasn't just we're going to work together on this. It was like we just uprooted so many things, so many ways that I was just disempowering myself, my self-limiting beliefs and thoughts about myself, why I had such low self-belief and and self-doubt and all these things. Um, And then around the end, I really kind of wanted to gain clarity on well, if I'm not going to do photography anymore, what am I going to do? I don't want to go back to finance. I don't know that I'll ever find anything I love as much as photography or as much as I once loved photography. I had no idea. And so his name was James Butler. Um, He's since passed away, unfortunately, but he was an angel on earth. And he said, Jen, if you never had to worry about time and money again, if you could do anything like, and there doesn't have to be a label for it, It doesn't have to be some sort of job or career that you've heard of before. If you could do anything, anything, anything with your time, what would you be doing? And I said, ah, there's just one thing that I want to do, James. There's just one thing. I said, I want to go to every single person who is sitting in their version of their finance job, whatever that is to them, right? doesn't have to be finance, but whatever that they're just not fulfilled. They're dreading Mondays. They're living for the weekends. They're wishing their life away. A life that My family member that passed away would give anything to still be living, you know, and and I just felt like, why am I wishing my life away when there's so many people who would love to be alive and still be experiencing life with their loved ones? Um, So I said, I would put my hands on their shoulders, the ones that are like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't think I'm qualified to do anything else. I don't think I'd be good at doing anything else what if it's too risky? What if I fail? What are other people going to think? What if I embarrass myself? Uh, What if I go into so much debt and have to claim bankruptcy, or I get my house foreclosed on, or I end up homeless and broken alone? These are all the things that used to be in my head. And I want to put my arms on their shoulders and say, wake up, (laughs) wake up, wake up. You know, I wish someone had done that for me. Just wake up. If you don't feel ignited in what you're doing, then there is something else meant for you. And if you don't feel fulfilled and aligned and alive in what you're doing, then there's something else you're meant to be doing. And that feeling of discontentment and that feeling of wishing the time would just hurry up and pass you by is a feeling of misalignment. Um, Your soul is calling you to step into greater things. And our head is fighting us tooth and nail, giving us every convincing reason why we should stay put in our safety zone, which is just a killer for the soul. It's just so draining and so exhausting and so defeating and so deflating. And so I didn't know that at the time when I was sitting in my finance office, I wish someone would have told me, held my hand, walked me through it. And so I wanted, I said, James, that's what I would like to do. I would like to help people wake up into a life that actually feels good and exciting and exhilarating and that pinch me kind of is this real life. This is too good to be true. That feeling that I had when I left finance and I started photography, that's what I want to help people with. And he said, Wow. And I said, Well, I guess, but that's not a job, James. That's not something that you you can go out and get paid to do. And he said, Jen, yes, it is. He said, That's what a coach does. And I thought, What? (laughs) What? Like my mind was blown. I thought, Really? Like that's actually possible for a split second. My soul was so excited to hear that that was possible, that I could help. And and that would trump being a photographer like like I don't even know, like Goliath, you know, like it would just be so that would be so much more deeply meaningful to me than taking photos ever was. Taking photos is really cool. And I that was meaningful to me at that time. But for me and my soul, my soul was so excited at this new idea, but quickly deflated by the ego, by my fear, by my head, my mind saying, Oh, Jen, what, you're going to go around, call yourself a coach. Well, what does that mean? You, you think you're perfect and you think your life is perfect and you're going to ride around on some high horse telling everybody else how they should be living their lives. Cause you've got it all figured out. And I thought, Oh yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to call myself a coach. I don't, I don't want to project or pretend that I've got some, perfect life and that I don't ever have down days or make mistakes or have failures or whatever. Like, I want to be real. And so James said, where did you learn that a coach thinks that they're perfect and their life is perfect and they want to now just preach from some high horse how everyone else should be living their lives, too? I said, "Ah, I just made that up. And he said, okay, do you want to hear my definition of coach? And I said, yes, please. And he said, my definition is that a coach is someone who wants so much to be of service to someone else that they are willing to put their own stuff aside in their own personal life in the time that they're spending with that person and just solely be of service to them. And I really liked that, Haley, because that meant that I could be a real human being with a real life, with my own problems, still be on my own journey, trying to increase my own self-confidence and, and all the stuff that I'm still working through as a human being and as a soul. And at the same time, be able to hold space for somebody else in a way that was deeply meaningful for me. So into the coaching world. I went fast forward. I did the same thing that I did before because it worked so well with me as uh, in photography. I worked with mentors, coaches, programs, court, whatever I could. I invested quite heavily and uh, got my business off the ground as soon as I could. And a few years ago, or just two years ago, started the Awakener certification, which has just been I think one of my favorite things I've created over the last six years. Long story, sorry, I like to give detail. (laughs) No, I love
0: it. I mean, I've heard the story of course, but every time I hear it, I still get chills. I'm like, yes, I love it. It's so true. (laughs) I was that person. I was the person that you described to the T. Um, just before I found you, I mean, I, same thing. I had the job I wanted. I had the full time, uh, cause I was contract for a while. I got the full time, which I thought would make me happy. I was living with a boyfriend at the time, downtown in the apartment I wanted to live in. I thought like in my mind, I was like, I have it all. And I felt so empty. And I was like, what is this? And like, even at that time, like I was listening to Abraham Hicks. I was reading all of the self-help, personal development books. And I still was like, something's not working and I don't know what it is. And it and is exactly what you said. I was living from the ego. I was setting goals, thinking that those were what I needed to do and what I should do to be happy instead of actually listening to my soul and the things that would have made me happy. Wow. And I made that decision over and over and over again. And just like, almost like putting things on the back burner, like you know, like you said, like when I'm retired, I'll do that. Or when I made that amount of money, then maybe I'll have fun. And I just kept doing that and to the point where I was just like, it's like that rock bottom. I was like, I'm miserable and I don't want to do. And my whole life changed 180 degrees. And then I started working with you and realized like, wow, I can't go back. <laughs> this change happened for a reason. And now I have to change how I'm doing this. And it's been, yeah, totally, totally different, totally different experience. I'm in a totally different place. It's, it's crazy.
1: It's so cool hearing your side of things. That's just so rewarding and fulfilling to hear.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Well, I have you to thank for so many things, but, um, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So we worked one-on-one together and I think what's really cool, I, I want to share it with people. I want to share the importance of working on one-on-one with, with a coach, because yeah. I've done group programs. I I've done, this will come up too in our chart. I read all the books. I paid for the programs. I did all the things. And it, at some point I was like, what am I missing here? You know, like, why am I not? Feeling this happiness, fulfillment, passion that all these people are preaching. And for me personally, it was like, this voice was like, you need to take it deeper. You need to go Mm -hmm. deeper. You need to get out of your own way. Because even though I was taking courses and learning from these people, it wasn't about me. I was listening to their journeys and their stories, which has value, of course. Listening to podcasts has value. Um, But I needed the the one-on-one that we had for whatever reason it was, I needed to be able to, you know, what it was for me actually personally is I needed to speak. And I think you, I don't know if you remember this. We had one session where you were like, you need to say it out loud or however you phrased it. And I'm, <laughs> cause I was so afraid to even admit what I wanted because I had been withholding it for so long. I'm getting emotional. I had been just like dampering it and dampering it and putting, it you know and you had yeah we had this one session you're like you need to say it out loud <laughs> and even then like thinking about it, i was like oh my god terrified like because if i say it out loud that makes it real and that's exactly what i needed you need to say things out loud because at some point yeah it kind of makes them real and then you're kind of and then i was like oh <laughs> I need to do something about this. (laughs) Um, Wow. That was, that was for me. That's not to say everyone needs one-on-one coach, but if, if you are, were like how I was feeling, like things just weren't, going and moving and and there was something that obviously I didn't know what it was because I love the the analogy like the fish in the fishbowl right you're just it was just my reality my reality was to repress my reality was to keep my voice quiet and that's just the way I learned I was learned and taught and so that's what I did and so sometimes you need that person externally um And not just your friends and family, because as much as we love them and they love us, they're way too tied and they're in our fishbowl with us most of the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need to find someone who is on that next level or has been there, done that, so that they can help you and guide you there.
1: And someone who is not a prisoner to your ego, right? Like I when you and i were working together i wasn't trapped in your head with your insecurities your doubts i, I could relate to them cuz i have my own and i've worked through my own so i understood that they were there but i wasn't i wasn't bound by your fear and so i could almost go to war with your ego right like like help you right um not go to war with it but but to empower your intuition and allow that little meek, quiet, had been suppressed soul voice, just let her speak. Like, let her say what she wants. Let her admit it, let her say it out loud. Let's turn up her volume a little bit. And and then the but's like, but, 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 and it's like, nope, nope, you know? Or we would not even just um, ignore it, but talk through it, right? So it's almost like shining light on the fears, like, well, what if this and what if that? And okay, well, let's talk about it then. And it almost like you, it's almost like you disempower those fears because you realize, oh, wait a second, what is the likelihood that I'm going to end up homeless on the streets? if I pursue my dreams, I think there's probably a few steps before that, that I could pivot or shift or do a side job or whatever, or change my mind and go back to my whatever. Like, what are the actual odds? Um, so I find that I agree with you, Haley. I did heavily invest in one-on-one coaching as well for 15 months um, more than I'd ever paid for even a car at that time in my life. It was, it was a lot of money, but I knew that even if it was, even it felt to me like I was going backwards financially, and this is just me. I can only speak for myself. Um, I had a feeling not in my head because that's where all my fears and overthinking and overanalyzing were, but down in my heart, that this was going to slingshot me forward into a life that, you know, maybe just taking self study courses and, and group courses maybe wouldn't allow me to do. Because when you are just consuming books and, and podcasts or free content or, you know, self study courses and, and even group, group coaching courses are very powerful. And so are books and podcasts, but I feel like they can take you to a point. And then if you're still kind of feeling that trap of your own, but I could never do that. Oh, that's really cool. She can do that. But I don't think I have what it takes. Uh, That's really cool. But I think I really just got to stick to my day job and I can do this as a side gig. Well, you know, there's just, I don't have what she has. I don't have the skill. I don't have the training. I don't have whatever it is that your insecurities are. And so maybe we expand a little bit, but we don't really break through the box and I was like you and again it might not be everyone's story but I did need someone beside me a warrior beside me to help me break through my own self-imposed limitations of what I believed at that time was possible for me
0: I did too yeah I totally I totally see what you're saying and exactly that it's it's everything I did led me to that point I did all the reading and all the podcasting, whatever it was until that point. And then it was like that next part of me asked the question, like, okay, what's next, right? What am I ready for? And when it came time for that, I was like, yeah, this is what I need to do. And uh, so worth it.
1: I'm so glad. And it's just been such a joy. We've remained connected ever since. I've got your book here on my desk. I'm so proud of you. You're a published author. You're offering courses. I've got my intention bracelets. Like you're just doing so amazing about your own podcast now. You're inspiring other people. Like it's just been, I don't even know how to describe it. It just makes my heart want to burst watching you. Just, Just watching you absolutely blossom and bloom and soar. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I'm just ecstatic for you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's been, like I said, totally 360. And just what you were saying before too, not knowing at the time, my ego is telling me like, in order to do what I wanted, I had to like quit the fine. I'm from finance background as well. Quit the finance job, you know, and like, yeah, go into debt and whatever, whatever. And I kept the job and did all these things at the same time. So you're, you don't know what's going to happen. you Just have to trust those steps one at a time. One at a time. time. Like, okay, do this now, and I would do it. be like, why am I doing this? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Thank you. You definitely one hundred percent helped with with all of it. So,
1: well, thank you for being such a receptive client and sister, and putting in the work and the practices, and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. You know, I'm I'm only half the story. You're you're the other half and beyond.
0: Thank you. So that, I feel good. Do you want to jump into the human design part now?
1: Yes, I'm fascinated. I've been hearing rumblings about human design, but I I don't, I I haven't like gone and had my own reading done or anything. So I'm just really excited.
0: Oh, awesome. Um, Even if you did, I've noticed that, well, I think what's really cool about human design is it can kind of be. Uh, translated by different people right whoever depending on their background Um, me personally uh, my background's all about well you know like intuition and energy work and so I really like to talk about the energy part of human design so um, it's very, and I mean, you could even have a reading by someone else and probably get totally different information. Cause I find human design is just such a like complex tool with so much information. Yeah.
1: And there's probably so many vast different things you could say and share yeah. with someone. Yeah, Or how you can
0: analyze like certain skills. So what I do, I like to talk about the business stuff. Um, what I do is before I do the reading, I ask to be shown anything that would help the person with their business. So I personally cool. like the business stuff. So we're going to be talking business, but yeah, you could look at some of these and think, well, how does this translate into my relationships or my friendships or my family? You know, you can translate it anyway. but I like the business stuff. That's just, yeah,
1: me. cool. <laughs>
0: okay. So for Jen, so there's five different types. You are a manifester and this is really important.
1: I feel like because- I should be writing this down.
0: I, I'll send you my notes as well. Oh, okay. So, Yay. Yeah. You can take notes if you want, but I'll also, so you okay. don't have to write everything. I, I might talk a lot. So <laughs> um there's five types. I actually have not read the chart for a manifestor before, so thank you. This is oh. a new experience. Um as a manifester, so I download the chart from My Human Design by Jenna Zoe. I like to give her credit for that. There's m- multiple places you can download them. They all look pretty this, pretty similar, different colors sometimes. Um, but the way Jenna Zoe says a manifester is, she calls it the fire starter. So people who are here to get something started for other people to join in on. Wow. Uh, some other ways I read is they're the innovators. They have this like magical hotline to the divine. They get these downloaded these amazing ideas and they're meant to initiate on those ideas and like start them. Think like domino effect, like you're like the domino starter. So you push oh the gosh. down and set everyone else off. Kind of like what I was saying, like with me, you got me started. Um, natural born leaders with very strong magnetic auras. And so right away, like that to me is the awakener, your whole, like your book, your program, that's, you're starting something. It's like, you're starting, what's the word you're trying to get me to say? Like a, a movement.
1: A, that's, a that's movement. what I'm hope. That's what, that's what I'm, that's my intention. Absolutely. So it's really cool what you're saying, because I'm like, oh man, that's exactly what I hope to do. You know? Wow. Yeah.
0: And you are, you're doing that. You already like all a lot, I worked with some of the women also and that have gone through the Awakener as well. And the things that they started doing after working with you as well, like they're on their own trajectory and changing people in their own way and whatever work they're doing. And
1: it's just so amazing how how it's just all kind of coming together, you know, it is. I, I have been keeping an eye on a lot of the Awakener students and I my cheeks are hurting from smiling because I I don't always get updates, but when I do, it's, you know, I know that Soraya led the motherhood diaries book and I know that podcasts have been started. I know that programs are being created. Coaching sessions are happening. Healing sessions are happening. A wellness center is going to be opening up in Australia. It's just, it's just mind boggling. It's just pretty amazing. I think, I think the certification um, attracts a really beautiful heart um, someone who really wants to be of service in the world and, and in a lot of lives and in a big way. So it's no surprise to me that you were attracted there and, and that these beautiful awakener soul family members of ours are just doing amazing things. And it's just, yeah, it's coming through in you're reading here. So that's really fascinating.
0: Yeah. So the next part this is important. Sometimes I start writing things and they like get bolded all of a sudden, like without me clicking bold. It's so funny it's like this is important so um, your profile and it's cool this jumped out at me right away too because you and I have this in common Um, so a profile there are actually 12 profile archetypes so this is one of the reasons why human design can get super complex there's like five types there's 12 archetypes you know so that's why they're so unique because there's all these like levels and layers to it um, so the profile indicates the way that you're supposed to show up in the world. And so yours is the establisher of knowledge and truth. Mm. So it's one, three, I didn't get too much into the numbers, but the Jenna Zoe's interpretation of it is establisher of knowledge and truth. I just love the way it sounds. Um, what this means to me, cause I know I have the same thing is it's really like looking for answers, looking for the truth of things, really wanting to get to the hard things, consuming a lot of content, like we were just saying. Mm-hmm. And, but there's a reason for that. The reason why we feel compelled to consume so much content is because then we're able to like pick up on patterns and then relay that information and share that with others. And something else you and I also have in common is gate one, which, um, only just came up as I was writing this. So if you look at, if you have the chart with you, um, mm-hmm the I call it the higher heart center in human design they call it the g center and it's the very middle like diamond shape energy center there and so gate one at the top is is shaded for you and it's actually shaded that brown color which means it's unconscious but you have this love of creativity of creating things and so you're meant to create content and that's like almost like, I think like your heart lights up. I see this image of a heart lighting up and that's one of the ways you can help others. And that's why
1: can, you like to consume
0: content because then that you share that.
1: Yep. Wow. The, the pattern part speaks to me as well, because I would call it, I didn't have a name for it. Like I wouldn't say, Oh, I like to pick up on patterns consciously, I, I didn't, I wouldn't have no, like put that into words, but as you said it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, so I, I called it human behavior. Like I'm just so fascinated by human behavior and, and how like even generationally, you know, when I learned where my limiting beliefs were coming from and my like root of my self doubt and, and things like that, I realized, okay, well, a, a giant stem of that is your upbringing and is your parent's okay, well then what made them in that way? Oh, their parents. Oh, okay. And what was going on at the time that they were being raised? You know, what wars were going on in, in the world? Was there famine going on? Was, was it, you know, world war, whatever, right? And like, oh, and then what was going on before that? And I, it's almost like I, I visualize these, these waves of different patterns, even waves with like, um you know, millennials or, or Gen Z or whatever, and, and their different behaviors or different personalities versus the personality of a child maybe 50 years ago. Well, why are they different? Why are today's adolescents different from adolescents 50 years ago? And then I think, okay, what was, what's the discipline pattern? What, what was, what were parents doing to discipline or what was different about parenting? Oh, People used to like spank their kids or my dad used to talk about getting hit with rulers and, and what belts and things like that. And, and, and then I think, oh, so is there like a pendulum that shifts from like abusing children essentially to like, oh no, we never say no to our child, you know, and they just, we just let them do whatever they want. And, and then maybe that doesn't work out so well. So does the pendulum swing the other way? Anyway, yada, yada, yada. The pattern thing really rings true, even with my own clients working, we're heading into our seventh year now working with predominantly women over and over and over and over again, it's the same thing. I start to see all these different patterns, you know, what we have in common, our fears, our desires, our, our limiting beliefs, um, and the things that help, you know, having those patterns as well. Um, So, yeah, wow, that's really accurate. And then what was the what was the last piece you said you touched on? Uh,
0: Creating content around it,
1: creating content. So if I sat around and asked myself, do I like creating content to me, that would mean, oh, do I like creating like social media posts and like modules and things like that? I don't know that that's my love but I love speaking clearly (laughs) speaking. I love teaching. I love sharing. So in that sense, yes, absolutely. If I can be sharing, teaching, guiding, uplifting, empowering, inspiring, whatever, whatever I can do to help someone else live their most soul aligned life. That is that, that definitely is that heart, like, shining like you said that's exactly how it feels so really cool
0: that'll come up again (laughs) um okay another thing that's important is your strategy so every type has a strategy for kind of like moving forward or um so yours is an inform and initiate so the difference between yours and like mine i'm a generator for example the generator's strategy which didn't make any sense to me at all but you're gonna laugh when you hear it uh is to um like wait like wait (laughs) (laughs) you know why it's funny because Jen has been telling me over and over again Haley you just have to wait (laughs) it's like every time I need advice that's the advice I need because that's a generator's uh strategy is to um wait to be kind of like like it can come from many places. I've started to realize like the universe I'll get, I'll have to meditate. And then the universe will give me like that, like, okay, do this now. Or like someone has to reach out to me and then I feel, yeah, the impulse. Um, but for you, you don't have to, this is actually one of the only types where you don't have to wait. Um, you get to start things, you get to lead others. And this is why you, early on in your journey really needed to learn how to listen to your intuition and this is what you teach women as well how the importance of listening to your intuition because especially for manifestors who are informing and initiating your intuition is going to come in ways that don't actually always make sense right (laughs) wow and I know that's part of your story is like you were getting these things to do things and you're like okay (laughs) and going along with it and that's the universe is like setting you up to help set other people up, right? That domino effect coming back again. It's like, this is what you need to do. Take that step. And then that sets someone else. And so that's the thing. Sometimes when I do these rings, I actually almost tell this every time is sometimes you're not going to see and you even said this, you're not going to see how you affect other people. You're not going to see how the women that went through your program or who did one-on-one with you, all the things that they're doing from this. Um, and that goes for everyone listening. Sometimes the things that you're doing, you're not always going to get that immediate, uh, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like a validation or validation. That's a good one. That, that immediate feeling of like, oh yeah, I did this. So you have to find that. Within, we all have to find that within ourselves yes. and remind yeah. ourselves. And I think you use this analogy many times. I love It's the pebble. The pebble in yeah. the pond sets the ripple effects. Yeah. And I remind myself all the time. It's like, okay, maybe I don't see exactly, like podcasts, for example, and I'm saying this because your podcast, we're going to talk about it as well. Um, podcasting, sitting here talking to a computer sometimes. It's hard. Like when I have interviews, I'm talking to you guys. But when I do them by myself, I'm just feel like I'm talking to to a microphone. And I'm not always gonna see who's listening or who it's affecting and what it's doing in their day. But just trusting that when I feel guided to do it, there's a reason for it. Even though I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna actually see the reason all the time, there is. It's it's having that ripple. Planting seeds. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You never know what seeds you're planting with who, and then, and then what sprouts of those seeds. And it might be in one hour, it might be in one day, it might be in one week, it might be in 10 years. Like my life coach, like I say James Butler, he, he ended up passing away. Um, but I still, I still hear his voice. Every now and then, like this little nugget he gave me, this whisper, this reminder he gave me, whether it's a a reminder I needed or something that didn't quite make sense at the time because I wasn't ready to hear it or I wasn't ready. I wasn't in the vibration of understanding it quite yet. And maybe now I am. I'm like, oh, shoot, that's what he meant. You know, oh, right. Like it still hits me now. And I didn't I haven't worked with him in six years. So you never know. And so, you know what I say to myself, Haley, when I'm having those kind of moments of like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm just speaking into a microphone. Does anybody even care? Like, is this even helping anybody or am I just doing this? Cause I like the sound of my own voice or when I was writing my book, you know, and, and you're an author too. I don't know if you ever felt this, but when I was writing my book, I was like, is anyone gonna read this? Is anyone even gonna care? Like, am I just gonna waste my time on this? And here's a shift that also helps not only what you so beautifully shared, which was the all it takes to create a ripple effect is a small, tiny pebble on a pond. But also, you never know what seeds you're planting. And you never know when they're going to bloom for someone. And most people are not going to turn around and be like, hey, wait a second. I have to tell you about that podcast episode you did three years ago. And I finally get it now. You know, most people aren't going to do that a small percentage will, and that's really cool. That's really nice. So then why do it? Why do it? If you don't get to hear how it affects people, if you don't get to hear, you know, if it's working or not working and I come back to you do it for the joy of doing it. If you're feeling joy when you're doing it, If you're feeling called to share it and you feel this alignment when you're sharing this topic or sharing this podcast episode or this course or this program or this book, even if only one person reads it, even if zero people read it, but you felt joy creating it, then you've won. That was the the whole point.
0: I love that. Yes. Yeah. So true. So true. And and that's... um, I'm gonna bring human design back into this. There's uh, there's a feeling of being in alignment and feeling out of alignment and joy, for sure. You know, you're in alignment. Um, for you, it's peace.
1: You probably- mm, have Yes. Feelings. Oh my gosh,
0: really big, yep. Versus being out of alignment is anger. For manifestors, it's peace versus anger. For generators, it's uh, satisfaction versus um, frustration
1: interesting that is bullseye that is so that is on point how it goes either peace or anger (laughs) my husband has to listen so much of my venting and that must be the misaligned (laughs) times oh my gosh yeah. When I learned
0: this, it was such a light bulb moment for me. Cause I used to think I was just like frustrated person, like things didn't work for me and it was all me, you know? And I was like, I'm frustrated all the time. Like, what is this? And it was because I was trying to force and push things that weren't in alignment with me. Wow. And now when I feel that feeling of satisfaction, like when I finish an Instagram post or I do one of the, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this yeah. is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's so cool.
1: And I love what you say about the peace part as well for the manifestor because so so joy is all joy is like my north star right like that's how I kind of test if I want to do something am I going to feel joy doing this it will be joyful what you know you know that what would be the most joyful way I could blank um but to me I don't know the feeling of peace that is like top tier. That is like, that is everything because peace is I'm relaxed. I'm at peace in this moment. Everything is right in this moment. It doesn't, doesn't mean it's perfect. I have let go of the idea that everything needs to be perfect before I can feel peace. And wow, how freeing is that? But to feel peace in this moment Um, yeah, I would say I I do, I do hold that even higher than joy. So that's really, really cool. (laughs) Joy is kind of like fun experience, but peace is like, ugh. that if you can feel peace, even for just a moment, like that's something that money can't buy. Not for me anyways. I tried that in finance. It didn't work. Um, so that's, that is so cool. I'm finding this fascinating.
0: Oh, I'm so glad. Um, okay. Just quickly back to the inform and initiate. Informing first will really help to like set the waves in motion for you. So when you inform, you're not only just informing, like, you know, if you inform your husband, for example, about what you're going to do the next day, or if you're informing your audience about when you're going to start your new round of the awakener, but also informing is what informs the universe. Oh, because you get to decide, right, we all get we all have this ability to choose free will, we get to choose. And so for manifestors, you, um, I like to say this about projectors, projectors just have energy, and they can do whatever they want. And I think it's similar, actually, for manifestors as well. It's like, when you have the energy, the energy is there, you get to decide where to put it. And using that uh, piece, versus anger or you always teach people like what brings you joy is a good way to know where am i going to use that energy where am i going to put it into um and so initiating and like informing and then initiating is a really important strategy for some reason for you (laughs) for something you're going to be doing soon i guess um to keep people in the loop because I think for one reason, like it lets the, the universe know, this is what I'm doing now. This is where I'm going to put my energy so that you can attract the resources that you need. And then also it kind of like, uh, holds yourself accountable almost. I'm sure you've experienced this, when Yes, like, I'm going to do this and you're funny. like, Oh, now I have to do this, yeah. <laughs> which which is funny because that's what I was saying earlier before when you were like, Hey, what do you want? And I had to say it out loud because that is, it's like informing. It's like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going for now. Yeah. And um, it's so funny because the last week and a half, I've been so passionate about, I'm going to be doing a 90 day kind of goal setting strategy session. And I've been feeling so like, it's so important because it's important for people to do this, to sit down and say, This is where I want to put my energy because in those moments when you have to make the decision, it's not like, oh, what does everybody else want me to do? It's yeah, this is what I've decided. Nice. So cool. Do I wanna? Okay. Two more quick things before we get actually into all of your information was outside of your chart for some reason. (laughs) Oh really? But you'll see your charts important though. You'll see it, um, why in a minute, but two more things. So everyone has like the strongest sense. And I like to teach this part because I think it really closely aligns with manifestation. You know, there's all kinds of people out there teaching about manifestation and how manifestation works for them. What I really like about the strongest sense for human design is it kind of gives people you can try all the manifestation techniques and see what works for you, but um Your strongest sense, we have this in common, is outer vision. And so what I like to tell people who have the outer vision sense is that seeing what you want is a real, like like physically seeing what you want in the physical world, like noticing what other people have and and thinking, I want that too, is a really strong manifestation technique for, for us.
1: Really? That makes so much sense. I,
0: the, I, I know you've told a bunch of stories about this, but for you, you told one recently about the the car you wanted. I can't remember which one it was, but you, going into um, the actual car dealership and like seeing the car, touching the car, sitting in the car, that's a manifestation technique. So for growing your business, so this is where it gets kind of like a, a game because I, I don't know that I can, give you a specific example, but maybe you can come up with one of how to like grow your business or attract certain clients. Like, do you have a manifestation technique or something that's worked for you in the past?
1: Actually, yeah, that's a great point. So I'll share the car one real quick, but the business one I will share too. Um, the car, it was a Range Rover evoke. I wanted a white Range Rover evoke because when my husband was shopping for a car, we, I walked past one in a dealership and I was like, what's that? I just thought it was so beautiful, but it was small and compact. I thought it was kind of like sleek and sexy and chic and, and just small, right? Not big and bulky, but just really beautiful. This Range Rover Evoque. And I thought, Ooh, I want me one of those. Just like you were describing, like you see something like, Oh, I want that. So I put it up on a vision board and Range Rover to me was like up on some pedestal. No one in my family had ever had anything remotely close to a Range Rover. So it was like you said, like I was in my own little bubble. Or what did you say when your your family and friends are kind of in your same like. Your fishbowl. Your, yeah, like, there was no Range Rovers in my fishbowl. So it was kind of like that was like a far off one day Airy fairy, if I win the million dollar lottery type of thing, but I put it on the vision board anyway because hey, you never know. And I've watched The Secret, and hey, the universe works in mysterious ways. This was back in like 2015 or something. Uh, I didn't even know that I was going to be starting a new business, anything like that. I just put this Range Rover on the on the vision board, and I saw it every morning because it was beside my bed on the wall. Every morning, I took a quick scan of the vision board. I had no attachments. To this, like, I better have my Range Rover in three months or else I'm a failure, you know, and I better have this in 60 days or my, my life is over. It was just like, cool, this is I'm kind of I'm happy to move my life in this direction, whatever. But it was not there was no pressure. There was no attachment. But by the middle of 2016, um, I just had the impulse. I had the impulse to Google. the the Range Rover, the particular one I wanted when I was searching for images to put on my vision board, there was only two in Canada and they were both in Eastern Canada. And I lived on Vancouver Island in Western Canada at the time. Anyway, this Friday I get up, I thought it was gonna be the same as any other Friday, check my email, whatever. By now I had started my new business. I was six months into my business. No, sorry, no, no, not six months, Uh, like 10 months into my business. And I just started Googling. I'm like, well, that's weird. I don't know why I'm Googling this, but I just for, you know, fun. Okay. And I thought, holy crap, the one I really wanted, they have it here on the island. What the heck? And I thought, oh, I'm Saturday tomorrow, my husband worked out of town at, a, at the time in Alberta. And I thought, well, yeah, I got nothing going on. Maybe I'll go for a cruise to Victoria and go like, like you say, take this thing for a test drive, like just, you know, even just to see what it feels like to drive. Right. And so I go there. I test drive the vehicle more for fun than anything. And, you know, as soon as they opened the car door, it was a two-year-old used version. I had never bought brand new. No one in my family, no one in my fishbowl had ever bought a brand new car before. So that was just even in my realm of possibility. Um, As soon as they opened the door, I thought, oh, that's not my car. Like, I thought it was gonna have white interior. It was kind of a bone color, like looked like someone had been smoking in it. I was like, no, this isn't for me. And he's like, well, you came all this way. You drove two hours here. You're gonna to have to drive two hours home, like anything else kind of jumping at you. And so I just kind of did a 360 and then boom, my eyes go that one over there. And it was the same type of car. I, I didn't know what year it was, And he's like, oh, that's one of our brand new models, blah, blah, blah. I was like, of course it is. And it had dark interior, which I didn't know I wanted. And I drove the car. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is nice. Like, nice to drive, nice to turn, like really good. The the sales guy was in the passenger seat. He was just super nice. He was not pressuring me at, at all. He said, this needs to feel like it's your car. Like, like when you, when you're house hunting, right. And you walk into a space and you know, if you see yourself living in this space or not, almost like right when you walk in the door. Anyway, that's how I feel when I'm looking at places. And, uh, it's like, and then there was a moment where I'm driving down the road in Victoria and he's sitting next to me. And then someone, one of us says something and we both kind of throw our heads up and laugh. And I was like, oh no, because I had visualized that exact moment. I used to just for fun, when I had the Range Rover on the vision board, sometimes when I was going to sleep or when I was waking up, Just if I felt like it, didn't force myself, wasn't a regular routine I had to make myself do, I would just close my eyes and pretend my fingers are wrapping around the steering wheel of my brand new Range Rover. I guess in my my fantasy, it was brand new, (laughs) which I'm just realizing now. And I would picture myself driving and all the luxury, you know, buttons and options. And and there'd be someone in the passenger seat. I don't care who it is. And we're like, ha 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 ha, ha like laughing together. And I thought, oh, this is weird. Because then that moment I'd visualized just happened. And that's when I knew that that was my car. So I got it. Long story short, I got it. Anyway, let's go to uh, the business side of things. So, how this parlays over into business. How do I manifest what I want in my business? Uh, firstly, I don't have a big business plan. I don't have a five-year plan. I don't even have a one-year plan. I And, and you know this, Haley, I build my business as I go with, with the impulse moment by moment, day by day. Um, I go with my intuition of what I want to create or what I want to kind of kind of keep flowing out, whatever feels good, whatever feels most joyful for me. So sometimes people say, If I don't join the Awakener certification now, are you going to offer it again or when will you offer it again? And my response is, I don't know. I don't know because I might not ever offer it again. Maybe I'm done with it. Maybe I'm going to have the impulse to create something new, something different. Or maybe I'm going to take six months off, or maybe I'm going to wait two years. I won't know. But then, you know, a few months later or whatever, I might feel that wave like, oh, it's time to offer this again. It's time to put. And so I will. I'll start putting the wheels into motion to offer it again. And and that's how I run my business. It's it's with flow, with intuition. I do not plan things out way in advance and then have to execute on them and disappoint myself if I don't stick to the plan and all this stuff. I used to do that. It was very stressful. It was forced. It was a should life and so now I just go with the flow it works beautifully for me so how do I continue to grow my business I continue to work with mentors I look up to so I work with people who have multi-million dollar businesses who who host huge conferences who whatever have like this big signature program or this big community because that's something that I know um attracts me, right? Like, Ooh, I want that. You know, I want a big community of people who are active and engaged and positive and supporting one another. I think about time I've spent in even different capacities. Like what did I really love about being a photographer?
0: I hope you are enjoying this episode. You can catch the next part in episode 14 of the Spiritualpreneur Podcast. See you there. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about today's guests, you can find their links and contact information in the show notes below. You can also find me, Haley K, on Instagram at Haley K Coaching or grab your copy of the Spiritualpreneur Planner and sign up for my email list where you'll be kept in the know on upcoming episodes, exciting events, and bonus resources to help you grow your spiritual business. Did you love this episode? please be sure to like subscribe and write a review so we can spread this information to more spiritual printers like you. See you next time.